gender isn't just about women, and it's not just about gender actually, it's just a very useful tool to think about power relations, particularly in value chains where, where power inequalities are often generating the biggest risks. Hello everybody, this is the Sustainable Trade Podcast by IDH. I'm Cesar Maita Spiri. I am Senior Manager Gender at IDH. So basically, I'm responsible for leading IDH work towards gender equality globally. Today, I have the real pleasure to speak with Matthew Spencer, Global Director of Landscape at IDH. We will discuss the role of male engagement in contributing towards gender equality in business, specifically in making sustainable supply chains. So, Matthew, welcome. Great talking to you. How are you doing? Thank you, Cesar. Very well. It's nice <laughs> to talk about this. It's unusual to have a gender lead in an organization who is a man, and you are uh, leading this for IDH. So how, what's your story? Look, I have a life commitment to helping others, uh, mainly disadvantaged people. And I think it's the best way is to do that, just not giving away money, but really to give in the tools and resources. So I started my career in impact investing. I was there for many years. And uh, I realized that when I was working with organizations financing microfinance institutions and agribusinesses, that when we were talking about or trying to address gender equality, that was really done in a, I would say, very light way. So really more like counting the number of trainings that were delivered yes, by having more women in the management position. That's it. You have a tick in the box and then you can provide a discount in the interest rate for the loan to that organization. But I knew just by talking with uh, female farmers and actually with also male farmers that they were looking for something different or they were looking for more. And I really wanted to, to get deeper into that. And I think that there is a, a lot of room to, to contribute to helping others. And, and I think gender equality, it's a way that is, is fair. And it also makes also business sense. I think it's, it's a win-win for everybody. So, so yeah, and, and then here we are, two men talking about gender equality. Some may think, well, this is again, two men monopolizing the conversation. Others may get a different message. So what do you think? Is a good or a bad thing? Well, it's an important thing. Obviously, it depends on the context. But, you know, whenever there's an outrage of male violence against women, you often hear women saying men need to have this conversation. This is not our responsibility. It's yours to address these behaviours which have been going on for centuries. So I think there is a space where men need to discuss it. Uh, But as you say, we can't pretend to be the expert. We don't have the same lived experience and we have to be humble in our knowledge and understanding. Yeah, Matthew, I know you're a real champion on gender equality. Uh, You're really committed to it. Maybe you can share a bit about where does it come from? I guess it comes from a a few moments in my life, you know, as a young man, boy growing up with a strong mother who was a feminist. She helped guide me in those sort of teenage years when the the options for, for how you express your maleness were pretty limited. You know, there was lots of machismo at school. And so So that that was a very formative experience, sort of feeling supported by a woman who had a a different view of how you could be. But probably more importantly, you know, recently with my wife bringing up two young women uh, and seeing their experience of gender inequality and seeing them navigate it, it's been a massive education and a reminder of the importance of men 
championing gender equality for the women in their lives and the women they they impact upon, but also for them to have that conversation with other men. It's important that men not only are part of the conversation, but they also act, right, <laughs> in the topics of action. Uh, and this is what we're trying to do with IDH and with our partners and our projects. So, Cesar, so yeah. you talk a lot about gender transformative business. What does that mean and what would it look like if we found it? A gender transformative business, in our view, is a business that is really intentionally trying to, to move forward gender equality. And second, is doing so, but focusing on the root causes of such inequality. So for example, we can have at IDH, we have many, uh, we work with many partners and projects in, uh, in the agri, agri sector uh, where uh, one of the reasons the companies can really not uh, improve their, their yields or, or uh, be better doing better business is because women are excluded, women farmers are excluded, they are not trained. So what we normally or companies do uh, is like we encourage them to do trainings, right, to women. When we are talking about trainings that can be done in a gender intentional way, it means that the trainings are adapted so women can participate. So we choose a better location, women can access, or also a better time so women can join. That's good, that's one step forward. But when we're talking about a transformative approach, we're really looking at the roots. So we see, okay, why and what are we training these women and what for? Are we training them to keep doing this low level work in farming or can we and are able to train them uh, and to perform in different roles, in marketing, in uh, management roles. So we look at the curriculum or the structure. Or also we are looking at, for example, what is the, the role of, of men in that learning by women? Are they supporting them? So sometimes it's worth to start household discussions about what is important women get trained and what, how men can support women, how can they learn together or even attend training together to both learn and how that training, they will understand how that training will contribute to a better household and also to a better business. So for the benefit for them and their children. So this is in very in a nutshell an example of what do we mean by the uh, gender transformative business. I hope it's clear. Do you see uh, many gender transformative business coming up? What is your experience? Yeah, so I oversee a, a team that's working on uh, landscapes, uh, 20, about 25 landscapes across Asia, Africa and Latin America. They pretty much all have one dominant traded commodity, whether it's cocoa, beef, uh, palm, coffee uh, and so forth. And we work in those landscapes to get agreement between small farmer organisations, local or national government and the companies buying and trading those commodities and those agreements are generally around zero deforestation, increased income for the small farmers and gender inclusivity. And I, I think it's fair to say that we don't have any particularly strong transformative approaches yet. Uh, I've seen them in some value chain work that sits alongside the landscapes, so particularly from the tea sector, actually. Uh, where we've had a gender empowerment platform working with tea companies in Kenya, many of whom which are also working with us in our landscape, Southwest Mao project, 
And that's been quite successful. It looks to reduce gender-based violence in the plantation context. Uh, and I know that's now being built on with a, a, a much bolder approach in, in the India tea sector. In the landscapes we're working in, I've focused the team on being gender intentional initially, because I think we were a long way off being that, you know, we were a long way off understanding how this affected women, how much women's participation we had. And so improving that and learning to walk before we ran felt important. But there is a risk with gender intentional approaches that you, as my a former colleague used to say, uh, it's a add women and stir approach, which is, you, you know, we're including women, but we're not really changing the dynamics, particularly the power dynamics between men and women in those value chains. So I think a transformational approach is important so that we're really understanding and supporting women to, to change their role in those supply chains and value chains. And we've got some things cooking, which I hope we'll be able to talk about uh, in, in, in the next podcast. But we're, we're a long way off achieving really transformational change. I think uh, today, at least in my experience, really a lot of companies are more under really taking the initial steps, what we call gender intentional and gender transformative is the North Star. And I think we need to be ambitious. And, and I think that's fine. And we're learning on the way. On, on your experience, let me ask you, do you see in, in the second supply chain sector in agriculture, any, any role of men, men engagement in gender equality? Oh, of course. Yeah. I mean, let's face it, men occupy many of the positions in of, of power in a in a supply chain at the moment, whether that's at the sort of international company level, despite their efforts to get more women into management, or if it's at a farmer association level, which are often male run. Uh, indeed, I recently encountered a women's farmer cooperative in Cote d'Ivoire, where which was really impressive, but their spokesperson was male. So we, you know, and he was clearly being very supportive of them and, and very important to them as a as a spokesperson in a context where they were not expected to speak out. But it, clearly, there so, so clearly there is a role for men in, in addressing a, as I say, a centuries old inequality. It's not going to be solved in a year or even in a decade. It, what we have to satisfy ourselves is that we're making progress and that we're not leaving no avenue unexplored. In, in attempts to both give women more, more rights and, and voice and power, but also to free up men to play different roles. So they're not always the beasts of burden in highly manual farming systems. They're not always the people who are sent to war. You know, the, the, the gender inequality has consequences for men, which is they have to be brave, tough, unfeeling. And, and that's a restriction on their ability to develop and, and be the best of themselves. So of course, there's a role for men in, in our supply chains. It's it's really important that there are male allies on this journey to gender equality, and we all benefit if we make progress. Yeah, you know, I, I agree. And I, and I let me share, I, I visited one of our projects in Tanzania about a month ago. It's um, an agribusiness uh, producing uh, rice and beans. It's called Raphael Group Limited, funded by Raphael. And I met him, and he's really... Uh, gender champion. He's really wants to, to fight for gender equality. It's a company that has been established for many, many years, and they really want to do things in the best way from a business perspective. And in general equality has taken very concrete actions, like for example, appointing a person is, is a gender specialist within the organization that is really focusing on taking this work forward. 
and he's also well the, the, the general manner is also uh, including uh, women groups female women groups that they really show that they their, their uh, yields are really very very high right and and I think there is also really a common my perception when I was in the field that it's really it's not about this discussion uh, men women it really was a common a joint effort by the organization but then we forget for a second about gender. I think we were just talking about humans, right? And I think at the end of the day, that's what really counts and what, what uh, gives results. So yeah, that, that's really, it's a project that we have been working and we continue working together to move forward to our gender transformation. And yeah, very delighted to, to share that, uh, yeah, that experience with you and the audience. I totally agree that gender isn't just about women. It's not just about gender, actually. It's just a very useful tool to think about power relations, particularly in value chains, where, where power inequalities are often generating the biggest risks or holding back the biggest opportunities. So I, I totally agree. I, I think gender is a fantastic lens, whether gender is your primary interest or not, uh, to understand what's really going on in these value chains or these lands. Yeah. Exactly. And sometimes, you know, in practice, uh, in business, we, we kind of divide, right? Oh, this is the gender or the social department, and we have the other, the business department, and they very separated, right? So I think it makes really business sense to have this conversation or maybe integrated gender in the different areas. So it doesn't, it's not perceived like a, just a social, a separate issue. It's really part of the day-to-day -day business life. So I think that's some except for what that uh, businesses would be good that they uh, take. So let me end with one final question to you, Cesar. I suspect we're both motivated by our own personal experience that allows us in our positions to play a role of supporting it. How, how is it working for other men in IDH, in your view? And, and how about those men who haven't had the benefit, the, the privileges and the benefits that we've had? It? How are you engaging them in, in gender equality? So an IDH is, is, is a great experience because we're really starting from uh, a solid basis in the sense that at IDH people really are knowledgeable about business. So, and I think that's your good starting point. And then when I first bring the business language, both the social and business language for the benefit of gender equality, people are really committed. People are working on gender equality because they think it's fair. I would say from a human rights perspective at IDH, but also for the business perspective. And it's, I would not say that 100 of, uh, of our staff, for example, is there yet, but we're progressing on that. How do I, we engage them? So for example, we set up a gender champions structure, which means that we have a representative in each of the business units where we work worldwide. And this person is somebody is like an ambassador of gender. And this person is going to be promoting and uh, gender equality and assisting their his, his or her colleagues in the program teams to really integrate gender in the day-to-day -day operations. And many of these uh, champions are men. That's one way in which we are engaging people, of course, through these postcards, blog posts, small video animations, so people try to understand the language, uh, learn about other experiences. And, and also when we go to our projects, we always also bring those lenses into the assessment of projects and into when in the conversation with our partners, our projects, we always touch gender equality and try to bring it a lot from a business perspective 
So they, they really see it as a strategy to perform better. Um, of course, the, the, the result is both social and business. And, and I think that's one of the, the key strategies that have been working and I think will continue working. How do you see the role of men in gender equality in the future? I think in my view, we have been, I mean, gender equality now is like really in everybody's, in the world's agenda. I mean, in a different ways, right? At least it's in the agenda. Everybody talks about it, but now it's action. And then men has been a bit, would say, at least uh, in the communications, excluded from that conversation. And maybe there is a new role men, an important role men can play to contribute to gender equality. How do you see that in the future? Well, obviously, in an IDH context, uh, the first and most important indicator is how much more space is there for women and girls as entrepreneurs, as landowners, as decision makers in our value chains and in our landscapes. But that requires all of us, uh, men and women, particularly those of us in positions of responsibility and power, to be good allies and think hard about how well we're doing that process of engagement and empowerment. And, and lastly, when it when it's working for women, you'll tend to see it working for men as well. You'll see men in more diverse roles in supply chains, not just there for their muscle power or their dominance in a particular social hierarchy, but in a diversity of roles. And, and just as we see, you know, in our own families and societies when it's working well. This is a work we're doing now. So in the future, I would say that's something that can really, really, yeah, set new practices. And for gender transformative business models, male engagement is crucial. You remember, is we're talking about changing the roots of gender inequality. So men has to be there together with men, women. We need men's not only support, but with really active involvement to make the, the changes in the system that we need to move forward. Action at IDH is so important. And I think it's, it's gender equality is on the agenda, but now it needs to be more and more in the field. Matthew, it was a great conversation. I really enjoyed talking to you. I uh, really look forward to the next one. And uh, yeah, thank you very much. Thank you, it's great.